Again, baby. <laughs> Episode four, baby. One, two. Episode forty. <laughs> That's a lot of eppies. Who would have thunk? Yeah, I never would have thunk. Wild. Episode forty for a podcast that we started about the forty. Oh, <laughs> look at that! Yeah, it were, it writes itself. It's like a champagne birthday. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and we asked uh, the loyal members of the N4EL to send us in ideas, and we got none. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's celebrate. <laughs> yeah, let's celebrate. We know the guys are listening. Yeah, we know right. all five of you are listening <laughs> yeah and you and you're probably uh like three episodes behind anyways. yeah <laughs> that's okay yeah that's it's okay we know andy's always hot chris is always hot on it yeah that's right c-rob's right. always hot on scott's it scott's pretty good Callan yeah. too yeah. yeah well let's get into it who's here gord <laughs> teddy matt randrigo <laughs> where are you randrigo randrigo he he doesn't make the trip, man. Fucking guy, man. He's stuck. Uh... He might get axed. He might get axed. Well, he couldn't cut it. He couldn't cut it. He couldn't cut it in the high-paced world of podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's living the living the simple life now, and it kind of ties into our sponsor this week. Mm. And old Rodrigo's living in the garage, and uh, the sponsor is is Makita. Makita. Because I've been grinding in the garage lately. Grinding. I'm pretty much a journeyman carpenter at this point, okay? Yeah, actually, you did send me that table. Yes. On casters. Yes. Real nice. Real nice. Did you see how fitted the bottom shelf is? <laughs> Just one piece of wood inside, but it's slightly smaller. I did, I did see that. I also saw a couple... Joyce's? Is that what they are? No. The... The gussets. The gussets, yeah. yes. Because I, I did have to make a small modification. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I need a little more support in those areas. But hey, it's, it's not going anywhere. That's right. Makita guy. Makita guy. I know. I'm sorry, Cedar. That cordless? Oh, all cordless. <laughs> Brushless. Nothing but the best for this grinder, buddy. Oh, well. You're, you know, you you need money to make money, right? You got to buy the good tools. Yeah. Now the garage is looking oh, tight. Yeah, yeah. Getting a, getting a TV for in there. <laughs> Get some games going. Got to run the ceiling mount. Yeah. It's going to be dope. And all this got started because uh, Rough Rider Rob, friend of the show. Yes. Finished his... Helped me out in the on the yeah. drywall department. Yeah. Because the... Why? <laughs> because <laughs> the pipe burst <laughs> in uh, the garage what's, what's the other reason though 
uh, and the cat was getting in the roof. <laughs> well, the cat can probably still get in the roof, but she can't get into the garage anymore. Oh, okay. Yes. Fuck. Can't find him. Yeah. <laughs> so you organized the garage, and you did a little bit more house cleaning. <laughs> well, this is we should we should let our listeners know we're bumping story time up. Yeah, we're bumping the story the time up. To so. Megs and I are doing a little a little winter cleaning, one would say. And we were organizing our coat rack. And if anybody's ever been to my house, I have like this little boot room at the back door. And there's a closet, but there's no doors on it. Right. And there was like never doors on it, right? It's kind of weird, but whatever. And it was jammed with jackets. Like jammed with fucking jackets. So Megan's going through them while she's fucking throwing them away. Blah, blah, blah. But I find a dime in there, a diamond in the rough, and it's somebody else's Quicksilver jacket. (laughs) And it fits like a glove, little tight, but looks nice open. Yeah. And it's it's almost like a Quicksilver black work jacket. Yes. It's nice Sherpa lined. You couldn't think of a better fall jacket. No, than that jacket. no, it's a you wear perfect that thing fall open, jacket. Nice yeah. knit underneath. Exactly. Oh, some cuffed, some cuffed khakis and some boots. <laughs> some cuffed Look khakis. <laughs> Look at you go. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Gord came in styling. Dare I say strutting? Look at this. Look at this. What do you think? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, man. Well, it's crazy. You never know what you're going to find in uh, Gordy's Closet of Wonder. Yeah, exactly. Could just... be a new coat. Could be a cat. <laughs> <laughs> could be a jersey of a player who played for that team three teams ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck. Man, beautiful. Um, You jumped the gun, though, a bit, Hunch. Why? Who is our player this week? Oh. Number 40. Who'd you find? Uh, you know what? Did a lot of research in other directions this week. Didn't look for numbers. Did you? Well, I did. (laughs) Uh, Labor of love. (laughs) And I went with Pat Tillman. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. Number 40. Uh, I had to go with Pat Tillman, especially a week after uh, Remembrance Day. Uh, It was the right choice. But boy, there's some beauties at war. Uh, Number 40. Mike Allstott, running back for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Bobby Joe Conrad, who... Made this list because he played for St. Louis, but he also played fullback, uh, DB, so cornerback, running back, wide receiver, and kicker at different what? points in his career, way back in the day. Bobby Joe Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Davis, Detroit Lions uh, linebacker. James Hasty, DB with the Jets in Kansas City for years. Uh, Andy's boy, Jim Kleinsaucer, mm. fullback. Slash tight end for the Minnesota Vikings back in the day. Gail Sayers, he comes up on a lot of our episodes. Absolute beauty, running back for the Chicago uh, Bears. And my personal favorite, Peyton Hillis. (laughs) The white rhino running back for the Denver Broncos, Cleveland Browns, Kansas City Chiefs, and finished in New York as a giant. Now, Peyton Hillis is an interesting study. Because you look at this guy's career, and in in uh, Denver, he his best year in Denver was 68 attempts for 343 yards. He spent two years there. 
The next year, they only gets 13 attempts total before getting shipped to Cleveland, where they used him as a primary back in 2010, and he put up insane numbers. 270 carries, 1,100 rushing yards, all, just short of 1,200, a 4.4 average. Uh, he had 11 touchdowns, and then two receiving touchdowns, and 477 receiving yards. Shut But it was sadly an anomaly, <laughs> because after that year, he got named to the Madden cover... Got hit with the Madden curse, and his career went down, down from hell. there. Hmm. He was never the same guy. But the White Rhino, Peyton Helleth. The, oh. the Madden curse is... I don't know. I don't think it's real. Well, that's Peyton. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, uh, he actually became the first white running back to rush for over 1,000 yards in an NFL year since Craig James did it for the New England Patriots in 1985. What? Yeah. And he did that in 2010. 20 Shit. yeah wild give it to him 30, yeah fucking hell okay um let's jump into text and answer and there's, jump in. there's no better way to do it than to start with uniforms <laughs> because robbie rough ride and rob and the qmp wrote in and he said with the nhl unveiling the new reverse retro series what are your thoughts and is there a retro uni you would like the nfl to bring back Did you see the reverse retros? I did. The Adidas ones. Yeah, I mm. like the Oilers ones. I think they're sick. I don't mind the oil one as, uh, at all. They're no, beauty. The Calgary one's terrible. Yeah. Uh, the Detroit one looks like a practice jersey. Yeah. Um, the Hartford Whalers Carolina is dope. Yeah. The Quebec Nordiques Avalanche Yeah, I like dope. that one a lot. I think my favorite is the Minnesota Wild. Mm. Uh, the North Star Tribute. Um, and I mean, like, there's some teams, I think some teams really took the spirit of it on. Like, the St. Louis Blues going with their Wayne Gretzky, Brett Hall era. Yeah, those were sick. Blue jerseys and going for a red jersey. Like, that's bold for sure. I like what the Phoenix Coyotes did with the purple. Mm-hmm. But then there's, like, you know, maybe going a little too bold. Like, I don't know about the Ducks. The yeah. The Wild Wings shooting out of the no, bottom it's half weird. of the jersey. It's a bit, bit yeah. odd. And then some teams, like the Islanders, perfect opportunity to bring back uh, Captain Highliner. Yeah, the fisherman. The fish, yeah, fish sticks. <laughs> and uh, you know I love my fish sticks. Yeah, you do <laughs> love fish sticks. <laughs> and yeah, they basically use their same jersey but replace the Royal Blue with Navy. Yeah. I think it would miss opportunity for sure. Totally. I don't mind what uh, the LA Kings did either. With the yellow? The yellow, the purple, and yeah. going back with the Gretzky era logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mind it. And I thought it was a pretty cool idea. Uh, I thought of a couple teams for sure that would benefit from this. Number one being the Philadelphia Eagles. Bring back those Kelly Green, baby. Yeah, I like that one too. That's yeah. what I was going to say. The flying, uh, it looks good on the helmet, looks good on the uh, on the, on the jersey itself. Uh, maybe the Denver Broncos bringing back the Royal Blue instead of the Navy. Um, with the D logo. Uh, with the Broncos They said they would out. never change the jersey or something though, right? Well, I don't know, man. Like, like the the striping on the current Bronco jerseys just makes me think of like late nineteen nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Like, it's very dated. Uh, so maybe like like they're they're all orange uh, color rush uh, that they came out with a few years ago are sick. I like they use those that too. D logo, which is with navy blue. So maybe something like that. I don't know if it'll ever happen. But I'd also like to see the Tennessee Titans rock some Houston Oilers uh, throwbacks. The mm. baby blue and red and white. Ooh, baby. 
And then a large one that people would love to see, uh, the Tampa creamsicles. I like the creamsicles too. They stand out. Yeah, they were nice. In a league where black and red and navy blue run dominant. Yeah. I, I like the classic, you know? But I like the jerseys like the Giants, the Chiefs, the Raiders. Yeah. You know, the simple two colors usually. Um, you know, one little piping maybe. Yeah. But <laughs> I, that's you. that's my... Those are uh, my preferences. Your athletic aesthetics dialogue <laughs> is so impressive, Gordon. Okay. This one comes in from a new listener. A mystery listener. Mystery listener. Uh... Who goes by Bears Rule 6969. <laughs> and he, she, I don't know, writes in and said, If you had to pick a football movie character to be a guest on your podcast, who would you pick? Think Leanne from Blindside, Al Pacino in Any Given Sunday, Adam Sandler in Waterboy, Rudy Rudiger, etc. Rudy. You know, I'm going to go a little off the mark here. Okay. I'm going to go the kicker in The Replacements. The British guy. Oh, yeah. Who's <laughs> like running from those guys because he's gambling and shit. He owes those guys money and shit. That's who I would want to have on the pod. Coming and drinking some whiskey down here with the boys. Oh, fuck. Slugging some ale. Oh, Him shit. and Feldy would probably get along. <laughs> yeah, totally. A lot in common. Yeah. Hey, laddie. Football loving Irishman. <laughs> Yeah, oh, so man. that's that's uh, like you know it's like I said a little off the mark, but that's that's who I'm going with. I think he'd be the funnest to have on. Yeah, I don't I don't mind going off the mark because I think I will too. Since uh, Bobby Boucher, the Water Boy, was already suggested, I didn't go that route. Although that would be a great interview. Um, I think maybe I would get uh, the abusive alcoholic father from Friday Night Lights. <laughs> That was played by Tim McGraw. Because yeah. that guy knows how to party. Yeah. <laughs> Tim McGraw does know how to party. Yeah. He's an Indian outlaw. But t- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Touching scene in that movie, though. He's hard on his boy, hard on his boy, hard on his boy. And then his boy comes up short in the big game. Which, factually, is incorrect. Uh, mm. That was actually the semifinal, but not the final of this uh, Texas State. If you get a chance to actually read the book Friday Night Lights, because it was actually a reporter that followed around the high school team for a year, uh, it goes much more in depth. Crazy stories in it. Very, very good read. Anyways, um, dad comes onto the field. Kid thinks, you know, I'm dejected. I lost him for the team. And his dad takes off his state ring and slides it on his boy's finger. Oh, oh. try. Try not to cry. <laughs> oh my goodness. So well, already, maybe he's a good guy in the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, probably yeah. on the bottle too. Well, yeah, he'd be drinking our whiskey. Yeah. Shit. Um, Robbie also sent in another question. Yeah. <laughs> so hey. the QMP has two. That's fine. I don't mind. No, we do not mind. Uh, beats from us having to make them up. <laughs> uh, now that the deadline has come and gone with no trades, is there anything that would make the deadline more active? Um, do you think Dynasty League see more movement? What do you think? Uh, yes, but it comes with a, a caveat, I guess. Uh, because uh, actually, Show Life's brother-in-law, Jesse, 
Merck's D, listens to the pod. He's in a dynasty league, so I've been chatting with him a bit uh, because he's having a terrible year. I think one win, if that, no. might be winless. Um, so he's in full sell mode because yeah. he's trying to pick up draft picks. Now, you can't have a league with a punishment, I think, if it's also dynasty. No, I don't think because so Because it, it, the smart play for a guy in Merck's position is to accumulate draft picks, build for next year. Maybe, like, I think recently he traded um, Chris Godwin away and got Kenny Galladay in return and a third rounder. Not bad. And traded Zeke away, I think, for a first rounder. So, you know, he's building for next year, but there can't be the fear of a punishment in a dynasty league. Yeah. Because so, it would hinder, hinder moves. So how many... He can keep three. So that's... Yeah, I, I think the term dynasty league is, like... You keep like eight of your guys. Actually, yeah. Oh wow. Because the three is just a keeper league. Oh right. Yeah. So okay. So maybe yeah. Dynasty. Yeah. Dynasty. I don't know if I'd, pl- I'd be down with dynasty if that's no, the case. No, keep even keeper leagues are tough, man. Because you, the same guys can be good year after year. Yes. And they're never hitting the market. No. The consistent guys, like you're not. Getting... I picked Mike Thomas up off the wire. In his rookie year, and I've had him ever since. Yeah, exactly. And no one's ever going to get a sniff of him. Oh, guys sniff on him lots, Well, they want him, but they're not going to get him unless it's a trade, I mean. Like, they never have a chance to draft the guy. You're never going to drop him. No, 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 no. But see, there are lots of trades in in keeper leagues. Because lots of times, that's the only way you can get different players. True. Is there a punishment in your keeper league? No. 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 So, I think it comes with a trade-off, but yeah, I think... uh, Definitely plays a factor. I think Robbie needs to take it easy on trying to just trying to make trades all the time. Who does he think he is, Peter Shirelli? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Who? Oh yeah. I mean, like we're both lower than him in the state. Or no, you're ahead of him in the I'm triple. I'm above F. him in the triple F. Yeah. I can't say anything. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. All right. I well. do like the enthusiasm though. <laughs> and East fan Andy wrote in, and he said, "My Coronas have gone three weeks." With at least one player scoring zero points. Who in my current lineup will throw up a zero this week? <laughs> uh, well, let's have a look-see. Yeah, let's have a little looky-poo. Leading the axe head. Yeah, he is. He's having a good year. Hell of a year. Um, okay, so in his starting lineup, he's got Pat Mahomes, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Kamara, Chase Edmonds, who's already got 10, or finished the night at 10, I should say. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Kareem Hunt. And at uh, D, he's got the Washington D against Cincinnati and Brandon McManus as his kicker. Um, I don't think anybody's going to get a zero. Yeah, it's hard to look at that lineup and say somebody's going to get it. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think so. Think Maybe, Cooper gonna... but Maybe Cooper Cup. Maybe Cooper Cup, the That would be my guess if it does happen. Yeah, after the emergence of Josh Reynolds. Yeah, and I do like that matchup for Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. against the uh, Cowboys. Totally. Yeah, I think he's going to have a good week. Yeah, and he's got the only... And, star- and Kamara against Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. And only startable, reliable tight end in the league in Kelsey. Totally. So, yeah. No, he's got a good team. Sunshine ahead, East Van. <laughs> Sunshine ahead. Yeah, shit. Um, well, I think we've got a few more. Do you want to take one away? Um, or do you want me to take this one from show life? Yeah. Yeah. Let's hit the one from show life. Sure. And then, yeah. 
Yeah, perfect. Okay. So Showlife writes in, and he says, Episode 40 of the pod centered around the 40. Congrats. Since we are down to just the divisional matchups left in the N40L, the Axehead division will have the fewest victories in the league. My question is, is this the third year in a row of that happening? <laughs> I don't think so. Thank God you can't actually go back and check. <laughs> There's yeah. a strong chance. But uh, then you have to think uh, two years ago, the two schmucks on this couch were the guys representing in the finals. That's true. We did play each other in the finals and right. I lost. Yeah, that's I did win. And uh, yeah. Those were tense times on the pod. Those were. First year. What a start. Man, that is crazy. We did start the pod and we were first and second in the league. Yeah. And now we're dismal. <laughs> you know what? I'm tied for last place. It's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I put too much on my plate. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, but honestly, like maybe our play, maybe we got lucky in the playoffs. I'd like, I'd love to go back in those days and look at that stuff. It would be cool to look at, yeah. Um, but maybe, maybe we got the lowest scoring dip three years in a row. Wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, Shane. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Anyways, no. I don't know. This year, I don't even want to talk. No, about it's it. tough. It's tough. Yeah. But you know what? If the stars align, and like I told Maddie, if Mercury's in Gatorade, <laughs> there might be a chance I could get into the A pool. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Nice to have a chance. You got to run the table. Yeah, and, uh, and Andy has to lose, lose, and then yeah, it's it's, it's going to be, be tough. It's, it's tough. It's going to be tough. If anything, the best thing you can hope for is just safety from the bottom four. <sighs> I need it. God, that's all I want. I, I don't even want to win. I just, I just don't want to have to get punished because I know I would get raked over the coals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get fucking hooped, man. Yeah. Oh, okay, moving along. Let's talk about happier things. Well, next one's from a loyal listener, and and he needs no introduction. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> the suitcase, Mr. 305. <laughs> oh, Mr. Worldwide. He writes in and he said, How would you guys get through winning by 0.8 points, only to have a stat correction, and lose by 0.18 points? <laughs> Fantasy is a cruel mistress. <laughs> it is a cruel mistress. Um... I don't know. It just it it pisses me off. It yeah. pisses me off. Where did you hear that? Fucking Tammy. Who taught you? Fucking Tammy. Are you fucking Tammy? Where did you hear that? Fucking Tammy. Who taught you? Fucking Tammy. Oh man. Yeah. You know what? It's uh. It's tough, but the fact that I was the recipient of this of this chat correction gift, I can't relate. I'm sorry. To be honest, <laughs> I didn't check and look. Oh, we were really close. We were going into the Monday Nighter. I think I was ahead by one, one and a half points. He had Kirk Cousins, and I had the Chicago D. Oh. And when we went to 
when we when the game was done, he had beat me by point eight. So and when he woke up in the morning, boom, Old Town Tokes are the winners <laughs> by point one eight stat correction. No, <laughs> tough one, tough one. And whose stat did they have to correct? Uh, good question. I didn't look into it. I just fucking hightailed it out of there with the W. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask questions, but man, it's so funny because leading into the week, I was texting C Rob and I said, "Watch, like we're both gonna have good weeks." And we're we're gonna fuck each other over. And you look at it. I think we would have out. Both of us would have outscored. I think everybody except for two players in the in the triple oh. last week. And I said, knowing my luck, man, I'll lose by one point. <laughs> I said that in the week, and then we woke, and then we ended, and I did. And I was like, man, story of my season. Yeah, I woke up with the dub. There you so go. There you go. Nice. Fuck yeah. Huh. Big one. Puts me at four and five, and him at three and six. Yeah. Well, Banyas might be B pool bound two years in a row. Safe though. Safe. He should be safe. Yeah, he should, he should be, be safe. safe. He's got a good team. Yeah. Got to get punishments consistent. M- punishments mild. In you the look at yeah, and right? like he can't buy a break. No. He gets he McCaffrey back off injury, and then boom, he get plays what half a game, and he's back on IR. Yeah. Different injury too. Yeah, and Kittle's out, so it's been a tough year for the Banyas. Yeah, and, and Tom, Mike Thomas hasn't been there. No, been missing. He has. He has. All right. Well, I had a one write in from for a loyal listener from a loyal listener. He uh, friend of the pod lives down in the park. (laughs) It's the Rundle Park Yeti, (laughs) and uh, he says, "Boys, it's coming down to crunch time. Ah, crunch time. The new deep fryer that the Black Bear got us for, you know, uh, our." culinary expertise <laughs> it's a must-have fried squirrel legs and magpie wings were tonight's delicacy can't beat that acorn breaded crunch but nonetheless it's fantasy crunch time and you boys better get your fucking shit together <laughs> because your team stink Our, and he's obviously talking about matt and myself <laughs> yeah, um clearly but he says here's my question between the two of you, who do you think will end with a higher record in the 40? Because that's where we're more similar at. The Flyers League, I, I already know I'm going to have a better record. Yeah. Um, who do you think's going to have the, the higher overall record between you and I in the 40? And I understand I'm one game up on you. Yeah. Yeah. Gord's got one up on me. Uh, fuck. Great question. Uh, so we play each other this week in the 40. Yes, so that's the thing. If you win this week, then we're tied. Then we're tied, and I think I'll win this week. Okay. I have confidence in that. Okay. Um, I think Andy Andy beats both of us. Oh, so yeah. So it comes down to John. <laughs> yeah. And we know, oh, we know no. that Gordon can't beat John. So. I beat him this year. Yeah, but historically, one out oh, of did one. Did beat him in, this year? I don't think so. No, man, I don't think so. No. You're right. And if it if you did, it's one out of in three years. Brutal. <laughs> so yeah, I think I'll take it by one because I don't have to don't have the John curse. Oh no. You might. My, <laughs> my own fucking <laughs> question backfired on me <laughs> yeah he beat me in week two and josh allen put up 38 points wow for you and yes. you had 77 total yes 
Mason Crosby was my next highest player. <laughs> oh well. Oh. Well. I fucking throttled you in week one, bud. So. That wasn't the question. <laughs> <laughs> I know I wrote it. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay, well, it's funny that the Yeti wrote in because the Black Bear wanted a little piece of the pie this weekend, too. He writes in and says, Well, the snow is officially here, and our den has felt the cold crush of winter. It's a constant argument around our pad about whose turn it is to clear our walkway. I personally think that the Yeti should do the majority of it, since he has those big paws to move all that snow out of the way. All I have is this darn snout, and that shit gets cold real quick. Luckily, our saving grace is football and our beloved pod, the BFB. It truly brings us together and provides opportunity for meaningful dialogue. Recently, we heard and discussed some interesting rumors about Huncho. The neighborhood has been abuzz with Huncho's recent and questionable fashion choices, and in particular, his recent choices in footwear. Is it actually true that he not only owns a pair of Birkenstocks, but also a pair of Uggs? How could a self-professed grinder do such a thing? Maybe he needs a fashion coach to help him steer clear of such misguided choices. Speaking of coaches, who do you fellas think should be considered coach of the year at this point of the season in the NFL? You know what? I'm gonna write the black bear and tell him to fucking speed the questions up a little bit. Okay, we got we got limited air time. Is it true I have a pair of Birkenstocks and Uggs? Yes. <laughs> but when you're grinding and you're making that fucking grinder overtime money, you got a little bit of walking around money. Yeah. You got to treat yourself to some nice things. Yeah. Hopefully you don't drop any of your tools on your toes, buddy. Exactly. I got steel-toed Uggs. <laughs> That would be funny. But no, they're not Uggs in the sense that regular Tom Brady Uggs. Okay? They're <laughs> slippers. Alright? They're they're sheepskin they're slippers. They're like moccasins. Ugg branded. They're Ugg branded moccasins. So that's just cultural appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you wear them freely in this house and this studio. <laughs> No I'm need not to wearing... take them off. Not, no, you're not wearing them tonight. <laughs> well, it's because it's winter time, but yes, have I worn them out of my house and into your house? Yes, I have. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and the Birkenstocks are a bit of a newer choice. I feel that Johnny Schmiller... He should let me steal his. ...had a strong say in you getting those Jerusalem cruisers. Yeah, they're good, man. They're good. Uh, Jesus boots. They're nice, man. Fuck. Nice form-fitting cork. Great in the great in the garage too. Fucking cork walkers, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cork walker. Yeah. Okay, well, do you gonna answer the question? Who do you think's gonna be coach of the year? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Man. There's I, a few options. I would say Mike Tomlin. It's hard to ignore a, uh, win, uh, <laughs> a team that's a team nine that hasn't lost. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I think Tomlin's up there for sure. You got you have to look at the records, obviously, and. Teams that have had injuries and have done a lot with a little, basically. Mm-hmm. I think the Buffalo Bills and um, what the hell's that guy's name? Sean McDermott. Yeah, McDermott. Uh, I think he's got a chance at, at doing it. Obviously, Tomlin's up there. Uh, Andy Reid has to be in the conversation. Eight and one. Yeah, eight and one. And uh, I would say Shanahan. 
you know, or not Shanahan, um, the guy in Arizona just played. Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Yeah. Because they were atop of the NFC West, yeah. I think, before this game. And, I mean, if you're looking for new blood, you could go him or uh, Matt LaFleur in yeah. Green Bay. Yeah, so there's a few options out there. It's going to be interesting to see. I think there's a lot of good stories out there. And a lot of coaches that haven't necessarily won it before. True. So give them, give them their due. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. All right. All right. Okay, well, jumping into Pass It Around the NFL. Oh, we're passing it. Exactly. And <laughs> old Huncho yeah. stopped by the local shop. Santa Hunch. Ferda. Yeah. And uh, got these little little sticks called Reddies. Mm-hmm. And they're like a little joint with a filter on it. <laughs> They're pretty cool. It's like every joint ever made. No, but <laughs> this has yeah. It's these like, are very small. It looks like a cigarette, like a like a <coughs> ladies' French cigarette kind of. <coughs> That'd be smoking our Uggs. <laughs> <laughs> with my chai tea, putting my feet up. Yeah, that's right. We actually record this pod with cucumbers on our eyes. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, well, in passing around, we got to start with DeAndre Hopkins. Got lots on him here. Play of the year. Do you agree? I still think the DK Metcalf chase down was better. I disagree. That one that one determined a game. That was True. a walk-off touchdown. True. DK stopped a touchdown. Yeah. Well, I just think that was a it was a hell of a play. Yeah. True. I think most impactful for sure was that catch though. Um, but the crazy thing is uh, there was obviously viral Photos going around of him high-pointing the ball around three guys Mm -hmm. uh, wearing Jordan-branded gloves. Um, Now, despite uh, what people are saying about the photo and the play, um, (coughs) Hawkins uh, might not get any any monetary... uh, No, he doesn't have a deal with them. No, he doesn't have a deal with Nike, so he's not going to get any money off of that. And the crazy thing is that that play... Made has helped the Jordan brand get 5.7 million in media exposure through social marketing, uh, social media, TV, print, which is crazy. Hmm. As a comparison, the Beckham catch uh, in the end zone yeah. for New York garnered 2.2 in media exposure. Huh. So almost double, pretty much. The thing is, though, Beckham is a Nike athlete. Um, so up until this time, Hopkins was actually an Adidas athlete uh, up until earlier in the year and has not been uh, posted up by any of the big brands yet, Adidas, Nike, or Jordan. Um, and so he signed in 2016 with Adidas and was the face of the Ada Zero franchise, uh, which was dubbed the lightest cleat in football. But then he got seen wearing a pair of Jordan 1s in a game and that was basically him ending ending the relationship. Um, and actually, Nike only has a few NFL players on their roster. They've only got Russ, uh, McCaffrey, Aaron Donald, and Saquon, and OBJ mm-hmm. as their athletes. But crazy, man. Did you see the new shoe sponsor that Jimmy Buckets has? Jimmy Mm-mm. Butler? It's like La Ning or some really? shit. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weird. Weird. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Buckets. Yeah, Hopkins, man. Crazy. He's uh, he's having a good year. And, I mean, him and Murray are working well. Um, Hop is officially a member of the 
99 Madden Club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not that I play video games, but no. that's what I hear. Him, Mike Thomas, CMC, Aaron Donald, Russ, and Mahomes. Only 99s. Yeah, crazy. Those are almost all the Nike athletes I just named. Almost word for word. Except for Mike T. Yeah. Wild. Is Mahomes on Nike? Uh, no. 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 Um, you got anything else about... He also... Nuck or Nuke? About Nuck. Nuck. Yes. I think it's Nuck. It might be Nuke. I don't... <laughs> I think Nuke is N-U-K-E. Jabot and Nuck. <laughs> Jabot and Nuke. <laughs> Jabot. He said to the fan that made the best meme about his Hail Mary catch, he's going to send him a signed jersey. <laughs> Pretty nice guy. Don't mind it. Don't mind it. Yeah. And like fans are obviously like making memes and saying, oh no, send it to your local children's hospital or right. like whatever, right? Um, but yeah, you know, all around good guy. Yeah, he is a good guy. Okay. Well, moving along. The Saints got in a bit of COVID trouble uh, in the past week. So I guess they're reportedly facing significant discipline for violating the NFL's COVID-19 protocols after last week's win against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Our boy and colleague Adam Schefter reported that the Saints are facing a stiff fine and the loss of a draft pick for players and staff not wearing masks during their post-game celebration i.e. at Club Dub. <laughs> Several videos were posted on social media after the 38-3 blowout win, which showed employees and players dancing maskless in the locker room. The Saints and coach Sean Payton were actually previously fined for not following league protocol after week two. Now, because the Saints are repeat offenders, that's why their punishment will likely be significant. Remember, the Raiders got 500 grand taken from them and a sixth rounder gone. For repeated violations, so it seems likely that the Saints are looking at about mm-hmm. the same. Yeah. <laughs> when you getting down in the club, though. <laughs> yeah. Just like 50, true. the fucking music we had. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gord was flabbergasted that we hadn't picked him yet. I was. He's good. Fitty. A.K.A. Ferrari. <laughs> Fitty. Uh, on a bit of a sadder note, uh, Paul Hornung. Uh, died. His nickname was Golden Boy, and he might not be somebody that many current football player, play, uh, fans and players are familiar with, but he had an amazing career. He's in the College and Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, he actually was suffering from dementia and passed away at the age of 84. So he spent his college days playing at Notre Dame. Notre Dame? Notre Dame. <laughs> no, it's definitely Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, maybe it is Nuke. Yeah. <laughs> or well, Nuck. Well, yeah, it's Nuck. Oh, fucking what language Rudy, is so tricky, What man. would Rudy think of that, buddy? <laughs> Notre Dame. Um, where he played... Notre Dame, where he played quarterback and halfback. So in his first two years with the Fighting Irish, he passed for 1,600 yards and 12 touchdowns while rushing for 892 and six touchdowns. He won the Heisman Trophy despite Notre Dame having a 2-8 and eight record. After his career, uh, college career, he got drafted first overall by the Packers in the 57 draft. He played halfback for the Packers from 57 to 66. However, he missed uh, the 1963 season after admitting to gambling on NFL games. <laughs> uh, Horanung played an integral part for Vince, uh, Coach Vince Lombardi's offense, and he was a runner in the sweep and option pass uh, uh, zone plays. Uh, he handled place-kicking duties too. 
And Hornung uh, was referred to by Lombardi as the most uh, versatile player in the NFL. So he ended up winning MVP honors in 1961, first team All-Pro twice, and was part of the Packers team that won the first Super Bowl despite not playing due to a pinched nerve injury in his neck. Uh, he was one of the most important Packers uh, in their franchise's history and uh, made four championship appearances from 1960 to 1965 with the Pack. Uh, he also won three NFL scoring titles during that five-year stretch. He was voted into the Packers Hall of Fame in 1975 and the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1986. Hmm. Yeah. Good career. Huge career. Great, Great career. Guy. Uh, golden boy, rest in peace. R.I.P. All right. Um, another little poor Maddie this week. I'm just kind of putting it out in the universe. That's all right. Because I need it. Please. I need the win this yeah. week. Yeah. But your boy Teddy. Oh no. Doesn't look like he's going to be playing. I think he will though. You think he's gonna? I, yeah, I think he's on the good side. He's on the good side of an MCL sprain, <laughs> if that can be said. <laughs> I don't know if that's I, a thing. I I need it to happen because I didn't I didn't put any money on Jameis Winston in any league. <laughs> on Jabu. Jabu. Yeah. <laughs> so I need him to play the one like in the in the forty. I can start Tannehill, but I just yeah. don't like the matchup against Baltimore. And Tannehill's been lackluster lately. Yeah. How's but he... in the triple F, I got my other quarterback is Josh Allen, and he on a bye. Oh. So I really need Teddy to play. Oh, no. You don't even have a quarterback on the roster. You only have two. I got two, yeah. It's been tough sledding. That's why the triple F's been tough. I did not value the quarterback position like I needed to. Yeah. And now you look at the triple F uh, waiver for quarterbacks. God damn, it is a boneyard. It's backups. Oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. Or like you're hoping like Nick Mullins has a date. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that might be it. But old we'll see. Nicky Mullins. Yeah, old Nick Mullins. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, so Teddy B, prayers up. I hope you're okay. And it should be noted that, that that's not the knee that he had the massive injury no, to. different one. So that's good. Uh, something going on in Jacksonville with Yannick Ngakwe, uh, who was traded by the Jags earlier this year to the Minnesota Vikings. It happened in, uh, in August. And actually since then, Minnesota moved him to the Baltimore Ravens, uh, this past October. Um, so Jags fans are actually voting Ngakwe into the Pro Bowl, which would be his second Pro Bowl. (laughs) Um, even though he's not on the team. So there was a fan that on Reddit that built this momentum uh, to get him on a on the Pro Bowl roster. Uh, and what, what the reason being, it would help their draft picks in Jacksonville. Oh. So our colleague and ESPN insider, Shefty, <laughs> reports that uh, although he got traded a second time, it won't affect the deal between Minnesota and uh, Jacksonville. So if Ngakwe makes the Pro Bowl, their fifth round pick that the Jags receive would turn into a fourth rounder. Oh. So they're pushing for it. Like there's this huge campaign and like he doesn't merit it. He's like, he's not had a very good year. Only 15 tackles and five sacks, which for him is not a lot. Um, But we'll see what happens. Pretty interesting. Mm. Smart fan base. It's not the first time in a league that somebody gets voted in that yeah. shouldn't obviously john scott comes to mind in the totally. nhl but yeah pretty pretty MVP inventive of the all-star game yeah that's right that was like, the first three on three tournament i think yeah too, right? yeah that's right 
And that was like one or two years removed from slashing the shit out of, or having Phil Kessel slash the shit out of him when yeah. he was playing for Buffalo, yeah. starting a huge brawl. Whoop, baby. Oh, baby. Well, a little bit of trouble in Giants Paradise. Oh, no. A little bit. Um, a couple Italian boys going at it. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> they fired offensive line coach uh, Mark Colombo. Who, like Matt was saying earlier, is a fucking massive dude. Dude, he's Frankenstein. <clears throat> so him, Mark Colombo, and the head coach, Joe Judge, got into a nasty verbal altercation, <laughs> as one would call it. Um, they had just hired Dave DeGuglielmo <laughs> from the, the Patriots. Dave, Dave DeGuglielmo. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, he's Bendanuki's dad. That guy has fucking red sauce running through his veins. Oh yeah, injected. Uh, He hires this Dave D, we'll call him, um, as the consultant, and Columbo fucking didn't fly, and gets into it with the head coach. Yeah. I mean, as I said to you, Hunch, how do you prove that you care for your team as a head coach? You take on your six foot seven offensive line coach in a fist. True, man. I think the guys love playing for Joe Judge in New York. Well, if you saw your coach battle a three hundred plus pounder, yeah. Frankenstein, just take him down. Yeah, fuck. I'll go to. Th- I'll run through a wall for you, yeah. man. Oh yeah. Um, and it was pretty warranted as the Giants are second, uh, or well, second last in sacks. 31 against. Yeah. They've had a tough time on the line. Yeah. So. You know, but uh, uh, I do admire Joe Judge because I think it was his decision to make uh, this year's first round draft pick, uh, Andrew Thomas, sit a game. Mm -hmm. I think that was his call to make him sit and kind of watch. So he's not afraid to make those tough moves. No, he's not. Yeah. I think eventually. Well, he learned from Belly, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what it doesn't always pay off. But sometimes it does. Like, Mike Vrabel yeah. paid off for sure. Totally. Um, Bill O'Brien, not so much. No. Um, but yeah. And he's got Matt Patricia, yeah. also not so yeah. much. Brian Flores, very much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, you know, you never know what you're going to get, right? Um, a bit of sad news uh, to pass along. And this happened actually last Thursday while we were recording. Uh, so, Corey Davis, wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans, uh, lost his older brother, Titus Davis, uh, who was a former wide receiver at Central Michigan. Uh, he passed away on November 11th due to a rare kidney cancer called renal medullary sarcoma, sarcoma at the age of 27. And uh, he actually had two, two children. Um, and one day later, uh, his younger brother, Corey, took the field. Um, and it was it, the passion was evident. He was uh, in tears during the anthem. And before the game started and actually broke down in tears after his first catch. And after the game, uh, Corey Davis was asked about honoring his brother on the field. And he had this to say, definitely, it's definitely tough. As he was laying there, all he kept telling my sister was to tell me to play regardless of what happens. He just kept telling me to play, telling me to play through it the whole process. That's my biggest fan. Since I was a little kid, I was always chasing after him and trying to be like him. I wore his number every year to copy him. He thought it was annoying, but I looked up to him tremendously. That was my idol, my hero. I tried to honor him tonight. 
And then uh, he was asked about getting emotional before the game and then after his first catch. And he said, it was heavy on my mind, every play. But I just kept thinking, this is what we, what he wanted me to do. He wouldn't want me to be sad and sulk and feel sorry for myself. I obviously missed him and wish he was here. But I know he's in a better place and that he was with me today. Hmm. So, tough stuff. Yeah, deep. Yeah, big time. Um, and actually, Titus had... Uh, few tryouts for nfl teams but never uh made it past the practice roster mm. yeah well not an easy league to play in no exactly yeah that's true too do you have anything else for pass it um you know what i got nothing for pass it but i do have something for the new sub seggy oh and, and that's <laughs> new it's it's a quick it's a it's a sub segment of uh, Dick's simple stats. All right. A sub segment of a sub segment. Yes. <laughs> oh man. It's a double suggy. All right. <laughs> and uh, I like to call this one Beverly Family Feud. <laughs> what a jam. <laughs> And this is the segment where I ask Matt questions and he has to answer them. <laughs> I, I thought last week's episode went well. Hey, get out of here. No, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm not You're looking, looking at my computer page. I just, I just can't believe how this pod writes itself. <laughs> so, last week when I asked Matt all the questions, I thought, uh, I thought the listeners enjoyed that. Oh, they loved, yeah. They loved seeing me look dumb, for sure. <laughs> and, like, the one question I got right was such a fluke, too. <laughs> it's because, like, the other... You already had the answer, like, from earlier yeah. in the question. Yeah, well, I had most of the answers in my dank stats that I later <laughs> read in the episode, which is even more humiliating. Yes, that's <laughs> the right. The stat guy. Yes. Follow me at Matt's Fantasy Stats. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so, because it's the Beverly family feud, right? You know? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, okay, I got it. I got you it. got it? Yeah. Okay, first question. All right, and it's it's a, the answer. Finish this first. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, first question on the Beverly family feud. Which teams have never won a Super Bowl? Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Carolina Panthers. Yes. Um, and this is merger. Merger, At, yeah. Yeah, post. Uh, Los Angeles the slash San Diego Chargers. Yes. Um, no, they won. Uh, Arizona. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go through that division. Uh, Seattle won. San Francisco has won. And so have the Rams. Oh, have the Rams won Super Bowl? Yeah. Yes, they have. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, fuck. Okay, NFC East. Giants have won. Yeah. Yes. Bill Parcells. Uh, <laughs> Philadelphia, Tom obviously. Coughlin. Yeah, Big Dick Nick. Oh, yeah, Tom Coughlin. <laughs> David Tyree. Yeah. <laughs> Fox Stakes. Eli Manning. Two rings. Two rings. Two rings. Um, okay, Philly. Uh, Washington has won. Yes. 
Yeah, and so has Dallas. Yes. So we know that. Um, Miami has never won. No, Miami has won. They have won. Don yes. Shula. Undefeated, unforgotten. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. You know what just popped in my head is that fan that got the 1972 yes. logo yes. tattooed across his huge gut. Um, okay. Uh, obviously, Patriots have won. Uh, Buffalo uh, never won. No. Never won. Okay. And um, you who's have, the other fucking team in, in that division? You the have Jets. One, the two, Jets haven't won. Yes, they have. Oh, they have? Yeah. Who they Lions. win with? Joe Namath? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven more. Seven more. Cincinnati? Yep. Okay, uh, Detroit. Yeah. Uh, okay, Chicago, Green Bay have won. Has Minnesota? No. No, they haven't. They haven't. Okay. Been there. Been there. Never won. Um, okay. And then New Orleans has won. Tampa Bay has won. Carolina, we already covered. Who's the other fucking team? Atlanta? Never won. No. Um, okay, and then why am I trying to do this by memory? I can look at who's in the league. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've done the NFC, uh, and then in the AFC, Indianapolis Colts haven't won. Uh, yeah, no, they, they did with Peyton. Yeah, with Peyton they Manning. did with Peyton. Uh, no, they didn't win with Peyton, did they? Yeah, they won one with Peyton. Uh, Tennessee hasn't won, Houston nope. hasn't won. Nope. Uh, Raiders have won. Broncos have won. Yeah. And the Chiefs won, obviously, last year. Uh, you're missing. You're missing a main one. Fucking Cleveland. Exactly. Yeah, they didn't win one after the merger. <laughs> Not post-merger. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Dun, dun, dun. Really? And fucking Derek Anderson? Yeah. Or fucking Holt, Kelly Holcomb didn't get us to the ship? <laughs> I thought Brandon Whedon was going to take us to the promised land. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Okay. Was that your only simple stat for me? I got one more. Okay. Okay. Which NFL team has the most Super Bowls post-merger? Post-merger? Uh, Just trying to guess the top two. Dallas or Green Bay? No. It's um, Steelers at six. Pats at six. Oh, fucking Pats. Yeah. Duh. Niners Steelers, at five. Yeah. Cowboys at five. Pack at four. Oh, shit. Man. Dem boys. Dem boys. Man, okay. This is why I was laughing when you, you brought up this segment. Because the last thing I had for Pass Around the NFL, I don't know if we've talked about this on the show. And I don't know when this was recorded. But the family family feud in the States had an NFL episode. Where no. There were five... NFL players on one side against five other NFL players. Like, there was Miles Garrett and a few other ones. Anyways, you have to listen to... <laughs> they get to the final round, and I believe it was Gerald McCoy. Uh, yeah, that went first, and he ended up getting 136 points. And it was followed up. The second player to come out had to get to 200 with Stefan Diggs. And listen to his answer when Steve prefaces this question. Here we go. Finish this phrase. Leave it what? In. Name something specific. 
back did i ever hit the old bounce back i didn't even look <laughs> and you knew and i knew yeah and i knew and that's mr tim brody we said he would i'm a gangster grandpa and i'm proud of it <laughs> <laughs> oh man um after that stinker he put up against nola he was he was a man possessed, man. He had a great game against Carolina. A little bit softer defense. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Good game for him to bounce back on. And uh, he did 341 yards, three pass studies, and a rush study for oh, the kid. Yeah, that's right. He snuck one in, the old QB sneak. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I'm, I, I think I'm back on, on the bounce back because... Yeah. You know, it's it's pretty easy to say why. It's the only time I win. <laughs> One in five. One in five, baby. Ooh. One in five. Um, That's right. This week, we got... Can't guard Mike. Ooh. He's got to bounce back. With Jabu. With Jabu. That's a crazy... We we didn't talk about Drew Brees' injury on the past. Oh, no, yeah. Probably the done. biggest news in the league. Yeah. Crazy injury. He's out. But I guess, like, those fractured ribs were there before. Ooh. And they only found them after he got that second hit. Playing through the playing through the pain. That's right. Out of boy. Yeah. Um, but this year, apparently, you can guard Mike. Because <laughs> he has not played well when he's played. No. Like, he's not popping off. He's not having the record for receptions in a year. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's probably too busy plotting his next move on Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> how am I going to sucky him yeah, this time? Yeah, how am I going to sucky him this time? <laughs> but um, he does get the Falcons this week with Jabu. And I think Jabu's going to have a good game. And... Falcons, they have, uh, they're allowing the second most yards to the air next to Seattle. Yeah. So hopefully they can pick that apart a little bit. And uh, I think he's going to have a real good game. 120 yards. Mm-hmm. One tutty. I don't mind that I one bit. I think he's going off. I think Jabu's going to force feed him. Yeah. And you know what? As the backup quarterback coming in on a one-year contract with an offense like that, why wouldn't you go 
whenever you can at that premier receiver mm-hmm. that has set records for most catches in a season and all this stuff. I would just be throwing it where he is. Dude, if, if Jameis is thinking, obviously he wants his team to win, but if he's thinking... How can I improve my market value? You're totally. going to Mike Thomas every time. You're not going to be looking for Traquan Smith. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. You know, like you're going to Kamara, you're going to Thomas. Yeah. That's it. Maybe Jared Cook, the odd time. Yeah, exactly. Throw the tight end to bound. Yeah. <laughs> we all need it. Yeah. Well, fuck. I like that pick. We'll see how it pans out. Yeah. He's a high profile guy. And like normally I don't pick bounce back boys quite like that you know usually the bounce back boy is a little more you know yeah however you're picking them maybe you should switch it up (laughs) why because all you do is win win, win, last week here one one out of six (laughs) (laughs) oh shit feeling it feeling it okay well um should we toss it to our mystery guest our special guest yeah, yeah, we had, well, the, the Light It Up Listener the Lounge. The Light It Up Listener Lounge was active this week. We had somebody on the hotline. Yeah, I had a quick call-in guest. Yeah, call-in guest. I think you'll really enjoy it. Hell of a guy. Hell of a guy. Yeah, you fucking with some wet ass pussy. <laughs> Woo! Making his first appearance on the podcast, connecting with us on the Light It Up hotline from his personal champagne room is the Idlewild Wap, aka Big Dick Nick, aka Minshew Pork, aka Thickalus, aka One More Please. Welcome to the show, Nick! <laughs> Gentlemen, thanks for having me. It's a, truly a pleasure. Absolutely. Wish I could be there in person. Yeah, well, next time when yeah. Yeah. When, when the Rona's gone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Matt and I are in a cohort already. So. Yeah. You got it. Three max, right? Three max. <laughs> yeah, three max. That's, <laughs> That's per night, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, dope. Well, it's uh, it's good to have you on, buddy. Looking uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. Yes, me Ex- as well. Me as well. Exactly. Lining up this side. Uh, What's that? got a good football game on too yeah yeah thursday night probably the best thursday nighter of the year Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely no it's uh it's a tight tight matchup between the you know the aging veteran still on the top of his game and the young rookie coming up are you talking about carlos hyde (laughs) (laughs) fuck fucking they play similar to murray and wilson they do (laughs) Yeah, yeah very much so um, it was actually funny when, uh, we were lining up the interview, uh, with, with Nick, we should tell our listeners that the first response from Nick was like, oh, getting desperate, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but no, we had to have you on, uh, lots to ask you, especially, uh, fantasy wise and NFL wise. So let's, let's jump into it. Uh, question one, when friends describe you, Nick, they have nothing but glowing and positive things to say about you. You're personable, kind-hearted, thoughtful, and so on. But there's one common flaw that came across, came up across the board that they all associate with you. That, of course, is your loyalty and devotion to the Anaheim Ducks. How'd that terrible decision come to be? And can you tell the listeners why you've recently adopted the Buffalo Bills as your NFL squad? 
And is it true that it's all a ploy to get even closer to kickstand stew? I'll start from the bottom and say yes, it is a ploy to get closer to stew. (laughs) No, I met stew for the first time really when we played hockey together and he's a great guy. So I'm happy to be a Bills fan with him. But uh, yeah, probably Stucks probably started with the movies like most people, awesome movies in the early 90s there. Then you get a guy like Paul Korea and a guy like Solani coming in there and fuck what's not the love. Sweet logo, cool name, <laughs> half half decent team. And then my old man was a Habs fan, so he never liked the Oilers, so I never had any uh, desire to like the Oilers. Still don't. So went with the Ducks and stayed with them. There you go. And you see him a few times, eh? Hey? In and yeah. Yeah, I went, I've done two trips there, and uh, actually, I went down there, game five, Oilers up 3 nothing. three minutes to play, Ducks make an insane comeback, albeit greasy play, still counts, and one of the craziest finishes ever, I'm in the Anaheim Stadium, overtime goes in, stand up, cheer, look around. Not a single Ducks fan around me. Just like 25 weather fans all in my area. I'm like, wow, this is fucking shit. <laughs> oh, but, man. Uh, still sick to see that, though. Oh, yeah. That would be an unreal game. Yeah. And then, uh, as far as the Pelts go, I kind of wanted, I guess, a team closer to Canada. and wasn't picking the Seahawks. So, saw the Mustard guy and Bill's Mafia is a cool fan name. And then... The rest is history, I guess. Yeah, and now you're a hose, bro, with Stu. <laughs> Actually, I heard on a, another podcast that all this crazy charity shit the Bills Mafia does for, like, different guys and, <laughs> and uh, like, their family members and stuff reaching out, so that was pretty good to hear, not yeah. knowing that when I signed up to be a fan. Yeah. Oh, was I'm... that on our podcast last <laughs> week? <laughs> was it? I don't think Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I got a, a couple on the go. <laughs> <laughs> Just to compare you guys to, you know, make sure you're staying on the top of the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We collectively we're sh- are. We're sharp, man. We're sharp. Um, you know, well, B- BDN, you're uh, you're in two leagues, uh, correct? Two? Three, actually. Three. Oh, okay. So you got yeah. three leagues. Um, yeah. I, uh, I only knew about the two, but... Um, the triple F and you're also in an auction league, right? Yes. Yeah. So how do you think things are going so far? I'm going to say mainly in the flyers league. Cause I think that's mostly boys listening. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to know which draft style you prefer between the auction or the standard snake draft, like, uh, like the flyers league. Uh, it's one pretty good. Uh, the one league we're not talking about, it's not going so well. So that's good. But, uh, I like the auction draft, but it would, we only have eight guys in that league. So it'd be interesting to do the auction of 12 because you'd kind of have to leave more, uh, money at the end. Whereas now I feel like you can drop, like you get 200 bucks and you can probably spend 150 on four guys. And then you just still find some gems. Like I got Anderson, Jefferson, like decent guys off the waiver, right? So mm-hmm. with 12, it would be definitely interesting to do an auction draft it would be tough i think with 12 guys in the auction yeah, really... yeah this strategy comes into play but uh yeah i'm in the auction league with uh nick and 
Yeah, like you said, um, <laughs> right now, like just running backs available, you could have either Denver Bronco running back or uh, Jamal Williams is out there, Latavius Murray. But it's because like you can't, with only eight guys, you can't roster uh, these kind of fringe running backs, mm-hmm. these kind of maybes, you know, and your teams are so stacked that really the problem in the auction league is just like, setting the right lineup because you've got guys that should all be starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, yeah. yeah. You'll get bid on that more than any league for sure. Yeah. Hmm. But the Flyers League, had I not lost Saquon, I think it'd be a lot better. But hey, you know, I'm not the only guy that lost guys to injury, so... No, it's not an but excuse this going, year. I think it's going pretty well. Uh, Travis Kelsey this year is basically like having a free position because he's like doubling the next highest tight end's points, so he's kind of been carrying my team. <laughs> so I think if I get uh, some decent performance, you know, once you're in the playoffs, it's anybody's game. But uh, not upset considering I was lost the third overall pick, so. Yeah. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I took you down, I think, week one, but. Uh... Yeah, and you just throttled me too. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, you beat me. <laughs> Against Johnny McDaniel? Yeah, Nine Rivers. Yeah. Nice. I played John this week. Oh, good luck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you. Running into a buzzsaw. Ring, 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 (laughs) ring, ring. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Um, Well, let's talk about those bills. You've got to be pleased with where they're at this year. Uh, What do you think are the biggest factors that that have this team where they are right now? And do you think that they have what it takes to seal their first division title since 1995? tend to agree Miami's coming on strong Miami is looking good down the stretch but I think the Bills that offense when they want to get going they can get going because even if their running backs aren't aren't doing it with their legs Josh Allen it's because Josh Allen's their best running back yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) like he's like honestly like this year for fantasy I think like we drag on tight end a lot running back hasn't been anything special and I think it's no. largely in part because of all these running are ba- all these quarterbacks that are their team's main source of rushing. Mm-hmm. Like you look, the two teams we're seeing now, obviously Carson's hurt, but uh, you've got Russ scrambling, you got Kyler Murray juking everybody out of their socks, you know. So I think uh, I think that's got to be a factor too. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they did say earlier in this game that uh, I think Arizona's number one rushing team right now. And even without Kyler, they're still, like, third or something like that, so. Yeah. Good old Kenyon. But it, it makes a makes a huge difference, right? Because play action's that much more effective and everything. So then they got finally the deep threat. John Brown wasn't really cutting it. So you get a more of a true number one with uh, Stefan Diggs, and it, it really helped their offense out, I think, for sure. Yeah. He's having a great year, too. Yeah. 
And yeah. quietly, Cole Beasley is having a yeah. hell of a season, yeah. too, man. He's <laughs> like top 20 in yards. Yeah. I never talk about, never hear of. And always on the wire. And Cole, Cole yeah. Bars Beasley. <laughs> yeah, Bars Beasley, baby. Oh, baby. Yeah, they're a little tough fantasy wise just because you're kind of getting Josh Allen rushing if it's close or basically digs if it's a passing touchdown. So Yeah, for sure. And not he, as rewarding fantasy wise for the kind of team like a, a high win team so oh for sure and like hard to predict between Singletary and Moss who's gonna get the love exactly. each week. Yeah. yeah yeah switching around well um <laughs> what do we got next <laughs> uh Old Nikki, so last year you were the Regina Vagina because obviously that's where you were sitting mostly last year yes sir um, I also understand you were jobless at the time. Uh, yes, a, a, a drain on society, you could say. Sucking hard-working grinders like myself's tax dollars to fund your weed addiction. <laughs> Has the Serb run out, is what I want to know. Has the Serb run out? Or uh, now that you're back in Eddie, are you a contributing member of society? Well, first off, I'll say that employment insurance is there for everybody okay? <laughs> so uh, but uh yeah i couldn't find a job where that paid more than ei so i went on ei and then uh covid hit and the ei ran out and i applied for serb got serb so carried that serb back to Edmonton with me and then it was running out at the end of october and well, wouldn't you know it? October fourth started back at the old steel mill where I was working before. So nice. Couldn't have worked out better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! And not e- not but, even spending your days smoking the weeds, hey? Well, honestly, last year because I was like so broke that it was probably since I've been seventeen years old the least amount of weed I've smoked in mm. a calendar year for sure. So. <laughs> But if you're probably reap, uh, reaping the benefits now that you're back home, two hits and the guy's yeah, scored. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's the thing. Like, you buy a half gram pre-roll, it lasts me like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> one one hitter, and I was floored. <laughs> oh well, that'll do it to you, and you get junior high like that. Fuck. <laughs> the only thing you got to, buddy, was junior high. Still looking for that grade ten. <laughs> Still trying to get my grade ten. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, well we'll leave you with one more question about the triple F. And it's All just right. uh, a simple prediction. Who do you think make the A pool playoffs? And out of those six top players, who's the eventual champ? Well, okay. Well I'll, I'll give the top three like each division leader, I think they're they're gonna make her. So Stu uh, Stu, Cass and John? Yeah. Okay. And then I think uh, River City, that's Robbie, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's in. I think, uh, well, I'll have to, I don't want to say it, but I'll say Gord. <laughs> if he wins this week, he's in for sure. But yeah. uh, he's basically got to lose the last three weeks <laughs> and not put up a lot of points, I think, to not make it. So I'll give it to Gord. Obviously, myself. Okay, and that's it. Uh, that's, that's six. six. Yeah, uh, yeah. Leave it there then. 
Yeah, wait, whoa, no, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got, yeah, you've got three. So we should let the listeners know that uh, Stu, Gord, Nick, and I are all in the same division. And he picked everyone to make the playoffs except for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I've got I've got some time. I could run the run the table on all three of you jabrones. Yeah, you gotta claw that hill, buddy. <laughs> Ideally, you don't want to leave yourself to win out the fantasy season with three weeks left in order to win the championship. Teach is on. That's true, and I barely squeaked out a win last week. Fuck! Thank God for stat corrections. Well, you're getting uh, some points out of drink tonight, so that's good to see. Yeah, real nice to see him healthy. Yeah. Love seeing it. Um, shit, well. But I think, uh, well, I didn't answer your winner there. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, obviously myself, but uh, if I'm not playing the bias card, I think Robbie might, uh, might sneak her out if Baltimore's got pretty, pretty easy last three weeks there. So he's got Jackson and Andrews, and I think he might get lucky and and get some big games out of those guys in, at the right time. Yeah, and Chubb returning for him is huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The guy's an animal. Well, yeah. he's Robbie's been grinding this year, man. He's put his he's put his fucking blade to that bench grinder <laughs> and sharpened his tools, man. Yeah, hard hard to ignore Kess, though, because Kess yeah, has been oh, pretty on a roll. Um, I will say $95 on whoever the fuck that, how do you ever say his name? Oh. Was a very, very bold. Yeah. Salvin <laughs> Ahmed? <laughs> yeah, so. Freeman move earlier in the year, but I don't know if. Uh, I think Kess has got him beat on this one. Yeah, that was something. The uh, Kess had made two moves going into the last uh, waiver wire and had spent a total of $5 and then dropped 95 <laughs> all of it, on Salvin Ahmed. Uh, who might be uh, one to two weeks starter until Gaskin gets back? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, they, they got Brita, so I mean, like, he's yeah. not great, but he's always an option. Yeah, he's always there. They did cut Jordan Howard earlier uh, this week. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No surprise. I'm going to need Gaskin to come back if I got any chance Ooh. to. Yeah, big time. To make a playoff push, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you heard it here first. River City Rob. Yeah. Taking the taking yeah. the championship. Oh, yeah. oh, he's a nice guy, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great All guy. around good guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good guy. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> nice. Well, Nick, it's been a pleasure, buddy. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming on. And now yes. the legend of BDN grows. Yes, it does. It well, does. This will either be your your most downloaded and listen to or your least downloaded and listen to podcast well get to be seen. the margin between the two isn't very large so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> start spreading the word around the steel mill yeah yeah get it on the internet. my one uh one of my co-workers he's got a football guy and he said he just listens to kind of obscure fantasy podcasts just some of them are like this, I'd say, you know, guys having beers and, and stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, your buddy's got one? I'm like, yeah, check it out. And he's like, yeah, I might. So I gave him the old uh, hook up there. So we'll see if you get one one more listener. Maybe we'll crack double digits. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Hopefully he smashes that subscribe button. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. shit. Well, Nick, always a pleasure, buddy. It's oh, good talking to you. Yeah, we also, we also need to say one more thing. Um, in the history of the BFB, uh, how long have we been doing this, Gord? 40 episodes. 40 episodes. In the history of the BFB, we have never, ever had a guest request not only an intro song but an outro song so when <laughs> yeah. i texted nick this week being like what do you want to what do you basically want to walk up to he was like i don't know i don't know i don't know finally landed on uh on uh meg the stallion and uh cardi <laughs> b obviously who he's named after and then he just followed up by saying afro man colt 45 outro <laughs> like oh are we doing that now for you, Nick. Anything, anything buddy. All right. Fucking beauty. And you know what? It makes it even better because Matt's never even heard the fucking song before. So. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I I don't think I'm like alone thinking that I'm the only one who's only ever heard because I got high by Afro Man. Like the guy's catalog isn't. No, you've never heard Colt Forty Five. I've never heard this oh, song. Man, no. it's good. Yeah. It's good, buddy. It's good. You'll see in a sec. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, peace out, buddy. <laughs> yeah, peace out, Nick. Thanks for coming on. Have a good night. Yeah, See take you, care, boy. Baby, that's all we need. We can go to the park after dog, smoke that tumbleweed. As the marijuana burn, we can take our turn singing them dirty rap songs. Stop and hit the ball like a Cheech and Chong. This hell takes from here to Hong Kong. So Oh, man. Thanks again, Nick, for coming on. What an interview. Yeah. Interview. <laughs> <laughs> what an interview. <laughs> oh, man. What are these special, special lady lady joints called? <laughs> Reddies. Oh, they got me ready. Yeah, they're good. Okay, well, let's talk about United by Unis, Gord. You love it. I love it. We all love it. Yeah, it's, it's the segment. It's a segment. I said it's the segment. Oh, thanks. <laughs> okay, well, highlights coming up this week. We've got Tampa going full pewter on Monday night against the Rams, who who will be sporting their white bone uniforms, tops Ooh. and bottoms. The Jags, we talked about them last week. They're doing the reverse. They're wearing their black jerseys with their teal pants this Sunday against Pittsburgh. That's going to be sexy, I think. Mm-hmm. The Vikings are debuting their all-purple color rush uniforms for this year. I do like this look for the Vikes with the yellow numbers, purple head to toe, all perp everything. And the Washington footballs, they'll be wearing their traditional throwbacks, but with all the Native American imagery removed, obviously. So that includes the logo that they had on the sleeves and uh, on the jersey and on the side of the helmets. The helmets will actually have nothing, no logos or numbers. Hmm. So no logo on the side of the sleeves, no logo on the helmets. They're just wearing practice jerseys. They're just wearing colors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no W on the front? Uh, Nothing. I don't know what it... I might say Washington underneath the collar. I'd have to look at the picture. But hmm. yeah, very, very minimal. And they're the they're the ones with gold instead of yellow. So burgundy yeah. and gold. Yeah. Um, Veterans Day obviously was last weekend. Our last week in the United States. Remembrance Day up here. And the Patriots found a way to honor those who have fallen in service for their country. So in their Sunday night game against the Ravens, each New England player wore a decal on their helmet with the initials of someone who was killed in service. 
Uh, Devin McCourty came out and said, it's important because it's our way of showing thanks for all the men and women that go out there and risk their lives for our freedom and for our country. Long snapper Joe Cardona, uh, he's actually pretty, it's pretty special to him because he's uh, also a naval lieutenant. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's a cause that's close to my heart, Cardona said. I take a lot of pride in being able to represent my brothers and sisters in arms. Cardona is a graduate of the U.S. Naval Academy, and on Wednesday he was named the Patriots nominee for uh, the Salute to Service Award for the fifth straight season. Hmm. Miami Dolphins, OMG, Gordon. It's <laughs> happening. It's happening. The Miami Herald, and in particular uh, their reporter Armando Salguera, said a lot of people in the organization want the throwbacks to come, become the permanent uniforms. Hmm. Per Salguero, owner Stephen Ross has yet to give the final approval um, ever since they did their massive logo and uniform overhaul in 2013. Among the proponents of the old school uniforms modeled after the 1966 look is coach Brian Flores. So although initially he said like the stereotypical like I'm a football guy. I like to coach. I don't care what we're wearing. On uh, one of their conference calls last week, he eventually came around and said, "If you want me to vote, I'll vote for the old uniforms. If you want me, if you want me to cast a vote, if I had to choose the old or the new, I'd probably go with the old." <laughs> so, uh, fun fact is the if the Dolphins change their throwbacks permanently, the only team left wearing a white face mask would be a team that was the first to start wearing a white face mask. The Kansas mm. City Chiefs. Really? Yeah. Pretty wild. And then just a few uh, uniform notes. Now, we've got some uniform fans across the globe. <laughs> and I had a loyal segment follower and listener write in with and kind of tipped me off to these things. So it's nice to know the love is there. The nation is growing. And he wrote in and he filled us in about leather helmets. And so the leather years and the plastic years. So the leather years, football uniforms started out as a rugby-type uniform. They were often made of wool and cotton, and they used leather patches that were sewn on for padding. It wasn't until 1901 when the first pair of shoulder pads were introduced to the game. These babies were archaic, made from uh, heavy layers of leather and held in place by elastic straps. Another well-known article is the helmet, which was made of leather, uh, but was really only served to protect the players' ears and noses. Um, and the cleats were actually first uh, made their first appearance in the early 1900s, but you can date back to the 1500s in England uh, when cleats were being used in other sports. Then we come to the plastic years. Plastic helmets were, were uh, inter interesting because they were prone to shattering on hits, and they would cause very serious injuries. These helmets were pulled... Uh, for a year and later reintroduced when sturdier plastic was a, was available and made. Uh, an interesting note about the helmets, uh, they were not mandatory in the NFL until 1943. What? Uh, four years after college football introduced the rule. Huh. Which well, is college wild. football was bigger. Yeah. Back yeah, then. Yeah, totally. Uh, and then, do you know when the first logo appeared on a helmet? 1948, when an LA Rams player painted his own horns on his own helmet. Really? Yeah. And then, in the late 1940s, mouth guards made an appearance. Before the 1950s, uh, half of all injuries involved players' teeth. And now, today, less than 3% of injuries involve teeth and dental. And the Denver Broncos can be thanked for the innovating today's slim, form-fitting 
stretchy uniforms. In 1997, the Broncos introduced a jersey with stretch material on the sides, which gave birth to today's style jerseys. Hmm. Yeah. So thanks to the loyal, to the nation, the uni nation. <laughs> There's fans everywhere, Gord. We know it. Dion knows. You gotta look good. Look good. Play good. Play good. Pay good. Pay good. Live good. Live good. You know, eat good. Die good. Baby. Baby. Oh, yeah. Nice to know. You know uniforms, it, it truly does. It's far reaching. It unites us. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Oh, fuck. Man. Oh. Well, where are we hitting next, my man? You know where we're going. I know. Again, you know, neighborhood. Yeah. Hitting the hitting the no frills. Obviously. Hitting the no frills. Um you know what, haven't been spending too much time with the smoker lately. Uh not not needing to go to the grocery store as much. Been way more of a Home Depot guy. <laughs> of course. Lately. Yeah. Um but you know just make it a quick jaunt over. Just wearing your house my... wearing your house Uggs. <laughs> <laughs> Getting curbside pickup. <laughs> oh, just put it in the yeah. back. It's open. It's yeah. open. <laughs> but I I felt a little bad because last week I was picking on Nigel. So and and we kind of alluded to it last week, but this week the only two people I saw in the milk carton, Maddie, Ooh. is you and me. <laughs> And it's our our fall from grace oh, that we're experiencing here. Oh my god, it is awful, man. It's bad. You picked the host. You I picked, picked us. The, I picked us. We're missing. How dare you! <laughs> my god. I have to. I have to. Um, we just. I don't know. Our forty game is not there this year. Brutal brutal it's brutal our division's been lackluster except for andy who's turned it Andy's on had a great great year uh yeah there's really no explanations i mean everybody's had injuries and nigel told me to stop fucking complaining uh even though i had chubb sanders and dak prescott all out um <laughs> so i guess i won't complain but that was that's my major reason for sure for sure any week that you're starting Gio Bernard and Jamichael Hasty, <laughs> and hoping that they get decent numbers, like God, wing yeah, it a prayer. Yeah, you wing know? it on a prayer. So, I got a proposal for you. <laughs> we play each other this week. Yeah. And uh, are you willing to put a bottle of fine bourbon on it? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Absolutely. Okay, so... Dealer's Choice. Dealer's Choice. Okay. And uh, this is one that I don't expect you to make, but are you willing to put a 24-pack on whoever beats who in the division? 
Wow. Uh, yeah, that harkens to the Yetis question earlier. Exactly. Yeah, I think you're going to lose to me and lose to John for sure. And probably lose to Andy. I think you're losing all three. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I agree to both. Okay. I agree to both. All right. Shake on it. Perfect. You got it. You got or it. Elbow bump that. or whatever. The first time I've touched a human. In... <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Well... Yeah, I'm down with that. I like okay. it. I dig it. Okay. Perfect. Uh, let's go uh, to Marty's Feel Good. And Marty's Feel Good uh, has a bit of a follow-up. So last week we talked about Bill's Mafia um, and their their philanthropic... Philanthropic... Philanthropic? What Philanth- is that word? Philanthropy. Philanthropic? <laughs> Endeavors. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> And uh, at last report, uh, they had raised three hundred grand for uh, the O'Shea Children's Hospital in honor of Josh Allen's uh, grandmother, who passed away, Patricia Allen. Well, uh, over the course of the week, uh, with uh, Josh Allen, they were sitting at four hundred and eighty-three thousand. Wow! And Josh Allen tweeted them and said unreal count me in for 17,000 to make it an even 500 so man just 500 grand for children's hospital so good to hear and another feel good even though he came up short alex uh smith started his first game in 728 days and he had a career day 38 for 55 390 yards yeah he did career highs really yeah Good to see. I'm no like, tutties though, right? No, didn't get the win. No. But boy, he was slinging it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's time to recognize uh, a couple boys in in our leagues. In the Triple F as a feel-good and in the 40 as a feel-good. Um, we got to look at the in the Triple F first to our boy John and his team Nine Rivers and Counting. Uh, first place, seven and two record for his second year playing fantasy football. What a turnaround this franchise is experiencing! Absolutely, he has put up some monster numbers this year, and his only two losses came by a combined fifteen points. <laughs> the guy's rolling and will look to clinch his first playoff spot this week against the Ramosas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm baby. coming for you. Coming for you, John. Yeah, you know what? You're no slouch in that league, for no. sure. No, I I have his record seven and two, mine six and three. That's right. That's right. And in the um in the forty, uh, we we'd be remiss uh if we didn't talk about Scotty mm. and his East Lake Scoundrels. First place in the league, he's got an eight and two record. Um, and this is coming from a guy that, um, <clears throat> pardon me. That is looking to clinch an A-pool spot in week 10. He's clinched it. And he did it over my scum bucket blazers. <laughs> <laughs> For years, the A-pool eluded the soup savant. And now look at him. Dominant season with the playoffs on the horizon. So you got to give props. Those are some feel yeah, man, yeah. For some boys that really have, you know, turned things around. And for them, you know it feels good. Damn, 
First place in both leagues for those boys. Congrats and kudos. Yeah, they're uh, they're having having good years, man. But it only takes one loss. True. It only takes one loss. True. True. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Well, there's a Dickies delight this week. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> a delightful Dickie. And and it is it is Giants uh, Giants related, but that's about a little story of Mr. DeAndre Baker. <laughs> Fuck. And what a story! Um, him and Mr. Quentin Dunbar, so they get charged for allegedly robbing four people at gunpoint, and there wasn't enough evidence against Quentin Dunbar. He was a DB for the Seahawks. Yeah, and but DeAndre Baker gets charged. So just. Two weeks ago, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, maybe even last one. All charges got dropped yeah. because the victim's lawyer was trying to extort money out of DeAndre Baker. <laughs> so they were trying to make like backdoor fucking cash payouts and shit. And yeah, so all, all the charges got dropped. A guy who actually committed the crime, unlike the Dickies Delight last week. <laughs> Where he didn't commit the crime. Yeah, that's But they right. both get off. Hey, <laughs> I have to say, I watched that doc outcry. It's good. Hell of a doc. Yeah. Uh, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. It's on Showtime. Crave. For yeah. those in Canada. Yeah, really good. Greg Kelly, man. It's good, man. Yeah, I great call. Told you. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, you know what? In other Giants news, just, <laughs> I forgot to add this little tidbit in. Did you know that Daniel Jones has the highest yards per carry average for rushes in the NFL? Quarterbacks or just across the board? Across the board. Oh, well, when you run 85 hey, yards. Yeah, 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 <laughs> And trip over your size 12s. It's a stat, all right? Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. You know what? No turnovers these last two games. Two wins in a row. Good for him. Jekyll and Hyde. We'll exactly. see. Who do, they, who do the Giants play this week? They have a bye. Oh, nice. Okay. Time to get healthy. So I need Figure the, out that O-line. I need the Browns to beat Philly. Hell yeah. You can... Hell beat, yes. <laughs> hell yes. Yeah, I might have had a few Chardonnays. What of it? <laughs> Uh, feel free to grab a Browns jersey on the way out. I might Joe Hayden to. might be a little tight. That's okay. That's but okay. the uh, Josh Gordon is roomy and breezy. <laughs> <laughs> I got the uh, Miles Garrett box cut. Mm. So you should be good. Love it. Okay, well, uh, Gord, this is short and sweet uh, for Puff Puff Prospects. But I thought it'd be kind of neat if we looked at the NFL through the college playoff uh, lens. So in the college playoffs, there are four teams that are chosen to enter a basically mini tournament, and they two teams play each other, two teams play each other in another semis, and then the winners go to the finals. Winner of that is declared national champion. Yeah. So if the NFL were to start a four-team college-style playoffs, who would you choose as your two best teams from the AFC and your two best teams from the NFC to compete in it? Who? I think the AFC is a little bit easier to talk about. 
AFC. So I would. Well, would you not just want to go the two teams with the best records? So you well, want to go Pittsburgh versus KC? You could, but then like you're leaving out a team like Buffalo. But I do think AFC is easier. Like I, I would go uh, Pittsburgh, Kansas City. Yeah, for sure. In the in the NFC, in the NFC, it's not so clear cut because you've got Green Bay at seven and two, the Saints at seven and two, the Bucks at seven and three, and then the Cardinals, Rams, and Seahawks all at six and three. I was going to say I'd want to see Rodgers. I think I would almost want to see like a classic Rodgers-Russ showdown again. Mm. An NFC Championship rematch. Yeah, that would be You know, bad. like that would be a good game. Hmm. And who takes those games? <sighs> Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Russ, Green Bay, or Seattle, Green Bay, I guess. I think Green Bay would win. Just a little bit better on defense, and they can both slay. They can both sling the ball. They can both play. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's a tough one, actually. Who would win between Pittsburgh and Kansas City? Uh, I think Kansas City would win. Yeah, Andy Reid's pretty pretty good game playing, but so is Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for the AFC, I would probably go Kansas City and Pittsburgh for sure. And then NFC, yeah. It's hard to ignore Green Bay. Um, the Saints, probably not with Drew's injury. Uh, it might be nice to see a team like Arizona in there, but I don't know if they've got the D to no. compete with the other ones. So, yeah, maybe Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Battle yeah. of the Bays, and go yeah. from there. Yeah, and I guess Green Bay would come out for that, and I'd go Pittsburgh. Green Bay, Pittsburgh final. Hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving along. Uh, we are going to jump into Matt's Dank Stats. The Indianapolis Colts have already gone for it on fourth down five times last week. Uh, they're the first team over the last 20 seasons to go for it for, on fourth down five times in the first three quarters of a game. Uh, Buccaneers running back Ronald Jones became the fourth player in NFL history with a 98-yard run or longer. Crazy. That he did hmm. that. Rojo. Uh, no quarterback in NFL history has ever thrown for 4,000 plus yards and rushed for 1,000 plus yards in a single season. At the halfway point, Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray is on pace for 4,260 passing yards and 1,086 rush yards. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are the first Browns duo with 100 yards rushing each in the same game since 1966. They are the fifth duo in Brown's history to do that overall, and each of the previous four duos featured at least one Hall of Famer. Hmm. Damian Harris now has three 100-yard rushing games this season in his first six career starts. The only players with more 100-yard games in that time are Derrick Henry with five, Dalvin Cook with four, and Ronald Jones with four. The Eagles are the outright division leaders in the NFC East with a record of 3-5-1. <laughs> per our good friends at Elias Sports Bureau, <laughs> that's the fewest wins by an outright division leader through Week 10 since the 1970 AFL-NFL merger. Oh, the previous my. low was the Saints in 2014, which led the NFL uh, NFC South at 4-5 and five through Week 10. <laughs> 
Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsies. Okay, Cordell Patterson now has eight career kickoff returns for touchdowns, which is tied for the most ever in NFL history with Leon Washington and Browns legend Joshua Cribs. <laughs> uh, legendary Larry the Legend Fitzgerald has 143 straight catches without a drop. Wow. The top two yards leaders both got traded this offseason. Going into this week, Stefan Diggs had 906, and DeAndre Hopkins had 861. And this weekend, the Jets take on the Chargers, and it's crazy to think that Joe Flacco played in a Super Bowl the year that Justin Herbert was born. And now they're starting against each other this week. Really? <laughs> yeah. How old is Justin Herbert? I don't know. Young, and he got a haircut. It blew up Twitter. No way. Yeah. Military cut, high and tight. High and tight. Yeah. Nice. He actually got the strength and conditioning coach to do it. Shut up. I'm bro. serious. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah, very. Um, now, we all know my stance on tight ends, but I give credit where credit's due. Travis Kelsey is the only tight end in NFL history with four straight 1,000 yards receiving seasons from 2016 to 2019. And he needs just 231 yards more to make it five in a row. Since that streak began, he's been on another level. So here's Kelsey versus all other tight ends since 2016. Catches, he's had 426. 46 more than any other tight end. Receiving yard, he's had 5,497. 1,600 more than any other tight end. Wow. Receiving touchdowns, 33. Six more than any other tight end. 1,000-yard seasons, 4, which is 2 more than anybody else. 100-yard games, 20, which is 10 more than anybody else. Receiving yards per game, 76.4 average, 9.3 more than anybody else. Number of games with 10-plus fantasy points, 58, more than any other pass catcher. Oh, really? Yep. And number of games with 6-plus catches and a touchdown, 22. More than any other pass catcher. He's going to the Hall of Fame. For sure. For Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. He he's like like uh uh BDN said earlier in the pod. He is like having a a special play. Yeah. Against everybody else because he just he's the only tight end that's reliable and produces totally. consistently. Um he actually has the most catches without a drop this season at fifty eight. In second is Allen Robinson, third, Devontae Adams. And fourth, Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> uh, Marty's Milestone. Now, normally I save the information outside of the NFL for the one-hitter stat of the week. But I had to go outside the NFL for the milestone because two major things happened this week in sports. First was Kim Ng, who was hired by the Miami Marlins. She is now the first woman and first Asian-American general manager in Major League Baseball history. She spent 30 years uh, in baseball. Two years were working uh, in the American League office before the New York Yankees hired her. She became the youngest ever assistant GM at 29. After contributing to three World Series championships for the Yankees, Ng joined the LA Dodgers as vice president and assistant GM. She spent the last 10 years as senior vice president of baseball operations for Major League Baseball. Monumental. Hmm. And uh, Brett Peterson. Brett Peterson joins the Florida Panthers 
As the first black assistant general manager in NHL history, he's a former defenseman at Boston College, and he was a player agent before that and vice president for hockey at Wasserman, whose former clients included Boston Bruins goalie Tuka Rask. He's 39 years old from Northborough, Massachusetts, and was one of two black agents certified by the NHL, the other being Eustace King. Uh, monumental uh, hiring there too, and we know BFB cares. Yeah, we do. Support inclusion and diverse, diversity. <laughs> yes. Both of us. And uh, that was the Marty's Milestone. Hmm. And the one st- one hitter stat of the week. <laughs> I guess it's kind of sports related. But the Memphis Zoo <laughs> named their newest giraffe after Ja Morant. Ja Morant. Ja Morant, the uh, Grizzlies <laughs> basketball player. They named the giraffe... Giraffe. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Giraffe. Giraffe. For John Morant. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, baby. And those were Matt's Dank Stats. Woo! Okay. You know what time it is. Oh, we know what We time look it forward is. to this every week. The best part of the week. <laughs> I still don't understand where you get these songs each week. Teddy does. <laughs> Teddy does that. And they grind it. Oh, buddy. They grind it. You know what? This week, I was grinding on a grass lo- grassroots level. You know? Mm. I personally was grinding. And uh, I had to make up for the league because not that many guys this week were grinding. No. And it was pretty slim. <laughs> it was a tough... Guys needed a day off, yeah, man. guys needed a week <laughs> off, man. You know, they've been working 20, 21 on, 5 off, and, uh, you know, pipelining never stops, right? <laughs> so, this week was a little bit slim pickings for the grinder, not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. And there wasn't even an opportunity for the no frills no neighbor because no. there was I no. I knew every no. single person who got points. no and no fr- and, uh, no frills told you if you're in here any more than you already are you're gonna start paying rent buddy. yeah I know I <laughs> you're should. always loitering around the dairy aisle you got some affinity for yogurt I just have a cot in that place <laughs> but this week's grinder um, who's having a good uh, a good season for fantasy owners he's a little hit and miss but. That's Mr. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. And uh, he had a good game last week uh, versus Chicago. Uh, 135 yards on 10 targets and uh, 8 receptions. Not a bad week for a blue-collar guy in a blue-collar city like Minnesota. That's right. Minnesota. (laughs) I think Minnesota would still be a pretty fun city to go to a game to. Yeah. Beautiful stadium. Sick stadium. Beautiful stadium. Sick unis. Yeah. Purple. Purple. Yeah, that's right. Well, sick. Grinder. And that was the grinder this week. JJF's. Okay. Now Maddie's got to come over to the garage to check out the new grinder operation down there. That's man. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The so should I tools. sign a waiver before I touch a tool? 
Yeah, you're not touching any tools. How old the flashlight? <laughs> yeah, big flashlight guy. <laughs> Get that phone over here. Positive encouragement. Yeah. All you need. Oh, yeah, looks Great good. job, Cord. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, well, let's jump into the Fearless Forecast oh. and Terrible Tank Cast. Do you want the punishment now or do you want to delay it? You can go first. Okay. At quarterback last week, I chose Lamar Jackson. Against the New England Patriots, I said Lamar would throw for under 200 yards, one touchdown, and one pick. Well, shoot. (laughs) I was slightly off. (laughs) Lamar threw for 249, two touchdowns, and one pick. Uh, Close, but no cigar. And as a man of integrity and honor, I will take this as a loss. Because I nailed my tight end prediction. He did. All tight ends in fantasy football... Because Kittle and Kelsey were on a Kelsey was on a bye, Kittle's hurt. I went bold. I said that none of them would score more than twelve points. Additionally, I said that three or less would get into double digits. <laughs> yeah, that was legitness. Yeah, it was. Oh, huh? baby, <laughs> that was legitness. I nailed it. I somehow wasn't bold enough. With this special, special group of players. The highest scoring tight end last week was Robert Gronkowski, who put up a whopping 11 points. Interestingly, he was also the only tight end to get into double digits. Here are the top 10 from week 10. At 1, Gronk, 11.1 points. Cameron Brait, 9.1 points. Hunter Henry, 9 points. Pharaoh Brown, 8.1 8.1 points. He could have been on the no-namer. Yeah. But not good enough. Don't worry, there's a few other. Johnny Smith, 7.5. Durham Smythe, 6.9. Nice. At 7, Colin Thompson took a day off from his accounting job <laughs> and put up 6.7. Logan Thomas, 6.6. Jordan Reed, 6.6. And Mark Andrews in 10th at 6.1. Out of that list... Three of those guys were drafted. Maybe two, yeah. maybe three were drafted at the beginning of the year. So you know what? Like, I, I nailed this one, and yeah. I don't feel bad about it at all. It's a win. That's right. Yo, B, they ready? Let's go. Feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling my. Feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling my. Feeling my. Feeling myself. Woo, I am feeling myself. Oh, man. Because that brings Marty's overall record to 5-7. and seven. <laughs> Fuck, respectable. 5-7, and seven, baby. Yeah. How do you do, Gord? Well, not great, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> not great. Um, I said Allen Robinson last week against the Vikings would have... 110 yards and a tutty. I was thinking, you know what, Vikes? They're, uh, you know, their their secondary's not great. Um, thought Nick Foles would have a better day. And <laughs> <laughs> I guess it didn't work out. He had six receptions and 43 yards. Oh, darn. <laughs> so that's a loss. A-Rob. A-Rob. <laughs> um, my running back was James Conner versus Cincy. Mm. And... Uh, I thought they were going to have a positive game script, you know, (laughs) let him run the ball. And 
Not the case. <laughs> <laughs> I said he'd have 95 yards, one tutty, and 35 receiving yards. He did not. He had 36 yards on the ground and 12 receiving yards, no tutties. <laughs> so, anybody I pick, just don't. Yeah. Leave him on your bench. Leave him on your bench. Not so sure. It's such a mind fuck. This it's whole hard, segment. man. It's hard. Don't know what to do. So this week kind of ties in with my bounce back boy. Okay. And I'm going your boy, my boy, everybody's boy, Jameis Jabu Winston. Mm. Versus, can't not like the guy. No, you can't. Um, he's got a juicy start against Atlanta. Very weak secondary. Not the no fly zone they were once were. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think he's going to have a little bit of a revenge game where I think he's going to be feeding Mike T, as he should. He Get should. him the ball. Target him. Him and Alvin. Yeah. So, I think he's going for 295 through the air and three tutties. Okay. All right. What a, what a debut. Tight end. I honestly <laughs> had no clue who to pick because everybody's so bad. <laughs> So I just randomly picked TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> yeah, of course. I was like, okay, well, let's of course. give him a shot. Um, I don't even have a reason to describe the yards or anything. I'm going 78 yards in a tutty. <laughs> okay, sweet. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah like, honestly, I don't know what to do. I know there are tight end fans out there and backers for sure, but there is no denying that this is just like... A historically terrible group. Yeah. Like you can't like how far can you keep defending these guys? I don't know. I don't know. Kelsey is the exception. And Kittle, if he was healthy, sure. But like next year, who who are you gonna be which tight end are you gonna be drafting in the early rounds? Kelsey, Kittle, and maybe Darren Waller. Maybe. Mark Andrews has been by and large a huge disappointment. Tyler Higby, all that love, no. No. Gerald Everett has a, has outplayed him, basically. Well, you know Gerald. Oh, Gerald. Yeah, so it's just been, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Like, I understand people like the position. They don't want to get rid of it. I, well, I, you can't get rid of it. Well, you can add in wide receiver and running back and make things interesting for your matchups rather than just be like, oh, okay, well, like, toss in no offense for the fifth week in a row and hopefully he plays the full game and gets me more than eight points. Yeah, true. Because, like, really, like, if your tight end at this point gets you more than seven or eight points, it's a good week. Yeah, it is. If he gets a tutty, it's a good week. Sweet. Like, 20 yards at, and a touchdown, you're like, Pfft. Yeah, at this point, I'd much rather keep the kicker position than the tight end position. <laughs> because at least at kicker, you think there's a possibility of getting into the double digits, maybe even in the 20s. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that is true. So, I don't know. Okay, so for the tank this week... I went at wide receiver with T. Higgins against the Washington footballs. Now, Higgins has been a favorite target of Ain't No Ordinary Joe, Burrow, and has put together a great rookie season. But I think this week, he's going to find it tough and create sadness among his fantasy managers, like Gord. (laughs) They have him. Uh, He's taking on the football team defense, which is allowing just 134.8 receiving yards per game to his position, which is the second lowest total in the league. I think uh, Higgins will be held under 50 yards receiving no scores. At running back, James Robinson against the Pittsburgh Steelers. This undrafted free agent has been an absolute stud this season, a revelation if you will. 
In fact, he has at least 99 yards in each of his last three games, and he hardly leaves the field as the three-down back in the Jags' offense. Matching his production is going to be very difficult, though, as he takes on the Steelers' D that's holding opponents to 106.8 rushing yards per game and has given up the second-fewest fantasy points to running backs this season. I think that 2020's breakout fantasy star will be held to under 80 yards rushing and no scores. Hmm. But he's been an absolute gem this season. Yeah, he has been. He's been great for owners. Unreal. To think you could just grab him for free. Yeah. <laughs> Nuts. Yeah, and guys were. Yeah, totally. Feldy drafted him in the 15th round and Crazy. said it in the chat. I just got the steal, and he nailed it. Yeah, he did. Nailed it. Buds and duds, week 10. Shall we hit the duds? Shall we yeah, hit the buds? We can hit the duds first. Sure. Um, quarterback duds this week, Russell Wilson. Uh, been very consistent for fantasy owners and very damn good for fantasy owners. But last week he put up a bit of a stinker. 11.2 points. Uh, 248 pass yards, two interceptions, 60 rush yards, and he lost the fumble. Yeah. Three turnovers. Bad week for the guy. Yeah. A um, rarity with uh, Russ. Yes. Very yeah. rare. Um and then we got wide receiver, DK Metcalf. He had a tough game, too. Uh, lined up against Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, locked down. Yeah. Uh, two receptions, 28 receiving yards. So those two kind of go hand in hand. Um, and then running back, Johnny's boy, Len Dog. <laughs> Len Dog. Len Dog. Third round pick. He had a tough one with Rojo going for that 98-yard run. And Rojo, I think, even lost a fumble last game, too. He did. Um, but old Lenny had a tough day for owners. 19 rush yards and two receptions for 11 receiving yards. Owie. So, tight end. It's your boy, Austin Hooper. Who? Who is rostered. I, I only pick duds that are rostered. Yeah. Yeah. And region adjective has him. So no wonder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the good dog. Two targets, reception, 11 yards. Fuck. That's it. Tough one. Yeah, but you know what? He was supposed to have more of a role coming in. I don't know. Odd game. For the second week in a row, a home game for Cleveland was terrible weather. The wind was over 40 miles per hour in both the games against the Raiders and the Texans. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. It was terrible. Actually, 30-minute weather delay in the last in the last Yeah, there was, game. yeah. Huh, so that can't help, especially when Baker's throwing the ball. <laughs> at Bud's, at quarterback, it's got to be Tom against the Carolina Panthers. 35 Bounce points. Bounce back, boy, indeed. Tom Terrific sliced the Panthers' D apart for 341. Three passing touchdowns, zero picks, a rushing touchdown. This had to be expected as TB12 always kills it after having a dud the week before. Mouth kisses for everyone. (laughs) At wide receiver, DeAndre Nuck Nuke Hopkins. Against the Buffalo Bills, 22 points. He had seven catches for 127 yards and a walk-off game-winning Hail Mary touchdown grab. Play of the year. Gotta give it to him. Big time. Honorable mention... Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Yeah, he had a good week, too. Four catches, 149 yards, and a touchdown. But there was no denying Nuke. Nuck. Of this distinction. (laughs) (laughs) At running back, you mentioned it. Rojo, the second. Against Carolina, a massive 98-yard house call on his way to 192 rushing yards on 23 carries. Although he had a fumble early on, Bruce Arians, the mad scientist, stuck with him. 
and it sure paid off. Uh, to be Rojo, and at tight end, I guess Hunter Henry against the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, or Gronk. Yeah, he had nine points, but like I could have gone Gronk, Gronk, Gronkowski, or Cameron Bray, but they both play for Tampa Bay, and I already picked Rojo and Tom Brady. <laughs> So, uh, I went with, uh, by default, I guess, uh, Hunter Henry. Default, the sweetest word in the English language. Uh, he had four catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. What a time to be alive. I started Hunter Henry in the money league. Woo. I got him in the triple, and I'll, or, or in the auction league. Mm. I'll play him, no problem. And those were the buds. Well, zip through the the matchups last week, week absolutely, 10. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, in the 40, uh, Linwood Butt Pirates uh, beat Kitten Boy, 82-67. to 67. Some low scores this week in the league, boys, but that's okay. Linwood stays in fourth, Kitten Boy's in fifth. Uh, the Scoundrels beat the Beverly Blazers. Yeah, one... scound- scoundrels didn't have a low-scoring week. No, they had a good week. Fuckers. Uh, 112 <laughs> to 81. Uh, Scounds are in first. Blazers are sadly in 11th. Careless Whisper lost to the Valley View Vices, 117 to 105. Johnny had a nice week. Um, John didn't have that bad of a week either. But Valley View is in seventh. Johnny's in eighth. Uh, Regent Adjective came out with the win with 69 points. To the Downtown Degenerates in second with only a 61. Take it, Shane. Um, <laughs> Nigel still sticks around in 12th, and Shane is in second. Nigel's in 12th with the same record as me, though. Yeah. <laughs> Staring the Gregor in the face. Yeah, you are. Uh, the Coronas beat the Boners, 95-66. to 66. The Boners are in 10th. Uh, the Coronas are in 3rd. Somebody might need to check on Stu. I don't think anybody's heard from Stu in over over a month. <laughs> I've I texted him the other day. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he's doing okay. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Um, the Hard Hats grounded out against the Countdown Killers, eighty-seven. To Unbelievable! 80. Unbelievable win. Ugh, Berta. Gross. And uh, on the back of Josh Allen and Adam. Thielen. Adam Thielen in that and that one-handed te- touchdown grab. And Wayne Gallman Jr. Who had two tutties for the kid? He's good, man. I yeah, like, he, I like the style of Goldman, man. Yeah, yeah. Like you watch him play, he's he finishes his runs and he I always like falls it. forward. Um, left T Higgins on the bench with nineteen. Mm. That was a tough one. You can leave him on the bench this week too because he's going to be a dud. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to start him. <laughs> oh, and fuck. are those all of them? That's it. Okay. Longest winning streak. Well, the kitty, the kitties have been caught, and shiver me timbers. We have a new longest winning streak. The Linwood Butt Pirates have dealt with tumultuous seas and are now floating high on life with an impressive five-match win streak on the go. This ship sure has been righted by Captain Pex, as he was once sitting at a one and four record. Rattling off five straight has put him at six and four. And in the mix as an A-pool playoff contender as they are on the horizon quickly. Yeah, he's he's turned it around. Turning it around. Longest losing streak <laughs> is a tie between my trash bucket team and John's. <laughs> Four straight losses for each of us gutter donkeys. 
as we now enter divisional matchups to close out this wretched regular season. Didn't do this stuff. This is not me. I'm fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I used to love football. <laughs> God damn. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, <laughs> do you know what I'm going to mention next? Oh, the transactions. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know it. Well, um, <laughs> Johnny leads the league with 40 on our 40th episode. 4-0. Four 40 moves. Gord has made 38. <laughs> Waiver Warriors. Brothers in arms. You know what it is. These guys <laughs> scrounge. Sands through the hourglass. Buddy. Those are the days of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Well, in the Triple F last week, we alluded to it earlier. Uh, there was a stat correction that gave me a lucky win. Honestly, I went, I went to sleep thinking I had lost another week. Somehow, stat correction helped me 122.20 to 122.02. Uh, my Tokes beat the Banyas. I sit in 9th. The Banyas are in 11th. Robbie had a huge week. He put up 159 against the Ramosas, yeah, who only put up 101. Uh, the Rough Riders are in 4th, and the Ramosas are in 5th. I pity the Falls. Handed worse than the Jets. Another loss. 96-87. to 87. The Falls are in 8th. Jets, dead last. Oh, they still haven't got a win. And they won't. Um... <laughs> The Bell Reeve Bulldogs, 119 victors over the Trouser Snakes, battle against two top teams, uh, 119 to 77. Bell Reeve is in second. The Snakes are in third. The Waps had a huge victory over the first place, Nine Rivers and Counting. Huge. 108 to 96 puts him in sixth place and in a pool contention. And Johnny Schmiller's team scored 118. <laughs> To, uh, to the Grosvenor Glutton 71, smashed them. Yeah, Bakey, uh, old Bakey can't figure it out. Old Bakey uh, in 10th um, place. Johnny's sitting in 7th. When we look at the Triple F, longest win streak belongs to Nine Rivers. Uh, well, it did until the WAPs halted it. So now it the honors go to friend of the show and all-around good guy, Robbie from the QMP. <laughs> His River City Roughriders have put together a f- nice four-game win streak yeah. and will look to extend it this week against a formidable foe in the third-place Trouser Snakes. Longest losing streak, nine straight losses for the worse than the Jets. Zero wins and three regular season games left. Tick, tock, grandma's fucked. <laughs> Hope is hard to come by and it's beyond bleak at this point. It's not a matter of when this streak ends, it's a matter of if. 
12th place. And the king has returned to his throne <laughs> after a busy week that saw the Ramosas make four moves. Gordon's team has now taken the overall lead with 22. Well done, good sir. That's... No one can fuck with you when it comes to roster turnover. <laughs> That's not that bad, 22. No, not bad. C-Rob is in second with 20. As we mentioned earlier, Kessel made his third of the year, dropping 95 on Saldan Ahmed. Which is an interesting move. On his <laughs> Very part. interesting. So, man, that's the thing. Like, if my guys are going, I got a good team. Ridley, Carson, yeah. CD Lamb. Said everyone ever in fantasy. <laughs> if my guys just played better, I'd have a great team. <laughs> <laughs> you got Dalton Schultz in there too this week. Yeah. Fucking old Easy Engram has a bye. That's where I'm really weak in this league. Is the tight ends bad? But so is everybody. Woo! Yeah, exactly. Mm. I think that's the app. That's the app because I mean we had story time at the start. Yeah, that's right. So and, uh, episode forty was good, man. It's good, right in the wheelhouse. Two minute, two hours and ten minutes. Yeah, not too bad. Not bad. Uh, I think we had some uh, good sound bites this week. Good conversation with BDN. Exactly. You know what more can you ask for? What, what more can you ask for? But uh, <laughs> I guess, boys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah, and Gordon's going to be strutting out of here in his new jacket. (laughs) And his Uggs. And my Ugg slippers. (laughs) Peace, boys. Yeah. Let's take them back. Uh Uh-huh. Coming up, I was confused. My mommy kissing a girl. Confusion occurs coming up in the cold world. Daddy ain't around, probably out committing felonies. My favorite rapper used to sing, check, check out my melody. I wanna live good, so shit, I sell dope for a full finger ring. One of them go ropes. Nana told me if I pass, I get a sheepskin coat. If I can move a few packs, I get the hat. Now that'd be dope. Tossed and turned in my sleep that night. Woke up the next morning, niggas that stole my bike. Different day, same shit, ain't nothing good in the hood. I run away from this bitch and never come back if I could. Made it a love it, the underdogs on top. And I'm gon' shine on me until my heart stops. Go ahead, envy me. I'm Raps MVP. And I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me. Made it a love it, the underdogs on top. And I'm gon' shine on me until my heart stops. Go ahead, envy me. I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere, so you can get to know me. I'm so Dre from the gate, I carry the heat for you. First mixtape song, I inherited beef for you. Gritted my teeth for you, g g g for you. Put Compton on my back when you was in need of soldiers. At my last show, I threw away my W.A. gold. I had the whole crowd yelling, free yo. So niggas better get up out of mind before I creep and turn your projects into Columbine. And I'm Raps MVP, don't make me remind y'all what happened in D.C. This nigga ain't got it, he pretend Mad at us cause it shines, he got a new boyfriend And it seems your little rat turned out to be a mouse This beef shit is for the birds and the birds fly south Even Young Buck could vouch when the doubts was out Who gave the West Coast mouth to mouth? Made it a love <laughs> with the underdogs on top And I'm gon' shine on me until my heart stop Your head envy me I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me. Hated the love with the underdogs on top, and I'm gon' shine on me until my heart stops. Your head envy me. I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me. From the beginning to the end, 
Lose is lose, win is win, this is real, we ain't got to pretend The cold world that we in, it's full of pressure and pain I thought it would change, it's staying the same How many of them bulls is with ya? When you had that little TV, you had to hit on and get a picture I'm walking with a snub, cause niggas do a lot of slick talking in the club Till they coughing on the rug, I ain't never had much But a walkman in the bud, my role model was gone, snorting up his drug Bad enough they want me to choke, my boy just got poked in the throat Now it's a RP shirt with my coat, now I'm speeding, reminiscing Holding my weed head, never listen, if I see him, the him and maybe that'll even the score, but if not, it'll be me on the floor. Hated the love with the underdogs on top, and I'm gon' shine on me until my heart stops. Go ahead and MVP, I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me. Hated the love with the underdogs on top, and I'm gon' shine on me until my heart stops. Go ahead and MVP, I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me. I started out at 15, scared as hell. I took 30 off a pack and I made them sales as a youth. Man, I used to hustle for loot With that little deuce deuce and my triple fat goose Sippin' easy, Jesus, rockin' the leases But mama whipped me when she found my pieces I look back on life and thank God I'm blessed We the best on the planet, so forget the rest You know I'm still nice with my cook gang Look, man, it's a hood thing That's why I'm loved in Brooklyn I handle mine just like a real nigga should If I do some time, homie, I'm still all good Let me show you what a thug about I'm born to die I took the bullets out of 50, put them in my 4-5 And I ain't even got my feet wet yet a seven-figure nigga who ain't seen a royalty check Hate it, love it, the underdogs on top And I'm gon' shine on me until my heart stops Go ahead and MVP me I'm Raps MVP And I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me Hate it, love it, the underdogs on top And I'm gon' shine on me until my heart stops Go ahead and MVP me I'm Raps MVP And I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me